In the world of Hollywood, movies get greenlit and redlit. They get remade and rebooted. But we are the ideal. I'm Sam Gash. And I'm Mike Bobbitt, and this is Ideal Remake. Hey Sam, how you doing? Hey Mike, what's going on? Well, last weekend, I spent some time with the Rebel Spies, who do the theme song to our podcast, and uh, tried to talk to them about uh, their favorite movie remakes, and mistakenly thought that they were all Star Wars fans, because the name of the band is a Star Wars reference. Turns out it's not the case. Huh. I'm honestly surprised. Yeah, me too. I was really, I was really surprised. Jeff Sang was the singer, and I have been friends for <laughs> 30 years now. And I, quite frankly, I'm a little disappointed that he would be in a band where only two-fifths of the band is Star Wars fans. That is disappointing. Well, because that was going to be my question for you. We're about to hear this interview with Rebel Spies, but uh, were you friends with the band members first, or were you a fan of the band first? I have been friends with Jeff Sanguis, the singer, like I said, since uh, 1989. We can round it down to 1988. We'll make it even 30 years. One of my closest friends, he and I collected Star Wars stuff at, uh, well, we still do. And there was a time that he was a manager of a a nude dance club. Oh, wow. I don't know if this will surprise you about me or not. I, I don't think it will, Will Sam. I, I think you know me well enough that this probably won't come as a surprise at all. I have not been in a place like that since, uh, geez, 25 years. I just don't have any interest in those kind of things. So when I would find Jeff stuff, he would say, and I was in the area of where the establishment was that he worked. This is me trying to not cast any judgment on it. Um, <laughs> He would say, well, you want to come on in and, uh, you know, I'll give you the money for, you know, the three and three quarter inch job of the hut that you found for me. And I was like, no, thank you. I'll meet you outside. Like, I just <laughs> I didn't even want to go in one of those places. He and I, because we shared the same nerdy obsessions, maybe him even more than me, where he has multiple Star Wars tattoos. Since the last time I saw him, you know how some people have hate and love tattooed on their knuckles? No, but go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, it's a, uh, uh, oh, I can't remember what movie it's from originally. Let's say Pulp Fiction. It isn't. It's older than that. It's a Robert Mitchum movie. Oh, wow. I just can't remember which Robert Mitchum movie it is. Jeff has Star and Wars <laughs> tattooed on his knuckles, which I think is pretty cool. <laughs> so. I agree. That's amazing. Yeah. So yeah, Jeff and I are very close. I talked to both him and the other Jeff in the band, Jeff Uberti, who plays bass. And I feel so bad. I didn't tell him this when we were talking, but I think he remembers me from back in the day, but I don't remember him at all. But, you know, last time I saw him, besides, you know, going to Rebel Spy shows, we were in our late teens, early 20s. And now, you know, he's a 47 year old man. Um, <laughs> Jeff Uberti publishes a lot of music blogs and uh youtube channels that really celebrates the music of detroit and we'll put a link to some of those in the uh, uh show notes for this and actually when i went to his blogs afterwards i saw that he actually had uh, digitized some of the writing i did when i did a, a fanzine in the early 90s and it was really neat to revisit some of the interviews i did with bands way back when it was a nice talk uh Scroll down memory lane, even though uh, Jeff Uberti doesn't know anything about movies. So instead, we ended up talking about song remakes. And 
and I asked them what their favorite cover songs were. I, because you and I, our friendship is based almost entirely on movies. I don't know anything about your musical tastes. Are you sort of like the opposite of Jeff, where you're so into visual medium media that you're not really a music guy at all? Or what kind of music do you like, Sam? I mean, that's actually not a bad assessment. I I, li- I hear a song, I like it, and that's about the size of it. I can't name members of really any band that that's just not something that i mean there are people like i don't really like music i like music i just don't like researching and finding out more about music it's like sports i don't necessarily mind watching a sports game (laughs) i just don't care who the players are or what the teams are i'll pick a favorite the day of and call it a day i legitimately don't know in football why sometimes they run, sometimes they throw the ball, and sometimes they just kick the ball. That's how little I know about football. I I mean, I know <laughs> so, all the rules to the sports, but I just, yeah, that's that's about the size of it. My dad was a, a big jock growing up, so I Really? Got, oh, yeah, I got enrolled in sports camp every year. Um, so I no know way! How to, I know how to play all these things, I'm just not good at it. Is, you have a younger sister, right? I have a younger sister. Is she into sports because you don't you're you're not even in the ballpark of a jock these days like you're i I imagine you grew up as a theater kid because you're a theater adult but my my sister's not really a a sports person either uh but when i was growing up i would do summer fine arts for the one month of the summer that that was happening and then for the rest of the summer i would go to the racket club for the all sports camp and then oh wow um, for, and then once I was done with that, I would go to the racket club for tennis camp. Because here's the thing about Tucson, Arizona, tennis camp's a bad idea. Racquetball and tennis are two things I could definitely see you doing. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I couldn't imagine you like, all right, let's put on these hockey pads and hit a puck at me or something. <laughs> My dad's uh, from Montreal. I know how to play hockey. Really? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Wow. Plus, I went to college in Colorado. I know how to play hockey. Again, wow. ba- I'm bad at it, but I know how. I remember when Jeff Sangwa started playing hockey, I felt betrayed because he was my my nerd friend growing up. And when I saw <laughs> that he was way into hockey, I was like, no, he can't be a jock. I felt like at the end of Invasion of the Body Snatchers, when you find out that Do- Donald Sutherland has become body snatched, <laughs> because in my mind, you couldn't be both. You know, a person that liked nerdy things and a person that was into sports. But I'm totally wrong. But uh, speaking of music, you asked me to come up with uh, my favorite remake of a song. Yeah. I I came up with two. Okay. I'm Um, curious to hear them. The first one is, are you familiar with the Nina Hoggins song, 99 Red Balloons? Yeah, of course. There is a remake of that song, I think by the band Goldmember. And it's fantastic. Yes, it is. Yeah. Oh, that. Yeah, that's a that's a really good cover. I I actually know that one. I thought for sure you were gonna pull out stuff that I didn't know. What's your other one? The other one is I love Simon and Garfunkel. Just unabashedly, they're fantastic. Right. My favorite Simon and Garfunkel song is A Hazy Shade of Winter. And so the Bangles have a remake of that song, which I'm going to argue may be better than the original. At least for me, I like it more. I like both of them. I probably enjoy the Simon and Garfunkel one more, but they're both great. I think with uh, 99 Lift Balloons, the gold member version is probably better, but I think for these two, it's pretty close. Uh, speaking of Simon and Garfunkel, of course, our friend Ben Diley is one of the founding members of the Lemonheads, and the Lemonheads had their their biggest hit was their cover of Mrs. Robinson. Oh, was it so, really? Yeah, you didn't know that? I don't know things about music. 
even if I know the oh, people okay. who do the music. Yeah, I think back in the day it was easier for movies to license the Lemonheads cover of Mrs. Robinson, so you found it in a lot of movie soundtracks in the early to mid-90s. Uh, so that was, you know, your friend and mine, Ben Diley. That's great. Well, actually, the Lemonheads after Ben left, but uh, yeah. Still. Okay, Mike, so yeah. what was uh, what's your favorite remake? This is a remake that it's very Sam-like for me. I, I don't know if it's necessarily my favorite remake, but it's just one that when I thought about having this conversation, uh, I feel like it's a good merging of my sensibility and your sensibility. There was a band called Op IV, uh, Operation IV, that kind of became rancid, and they had a song called Knowledge that I absolutely love it's probably one of my top 20 favorite songs of all time but the aquabats who are you know such a wholesome and friendly like kid friendly and quirky like if sam if a sam gash script was a band it would be the (laughs) aquabats they ended up covering knowledge but they do it kind of as a campfire sing-along and there's just kind of like a a part in it where there's an an f-bomb in the um, original song and just the way that they kind of stop and go, "Uh Oh, you know, that word's not for you kids. It, I, it's just very endearing. And um, I, I kind of imagine in a weird sort of way that that song is the epitome of our friendship. <laughs> you know? uh, that, that actually makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, if we're yeah. talking about a uh, movie, no, not movie, music uh, remakes, I mean, there are a lot of songs that I'm only familiar with because I first heard them by Weird Al, who's kind of the king of the, the not necessarily a remake, but the parody. Oh, I, I know. There are some songs that the original sound weird to me because I first learned about them through the Weird Al version. Absolutely. Like, I can't listen to uh, American Pie because it's this Anakin guy. Right. Yeah. We're just done. Absolutely. Weird Al is the ideal remaker. Oh, absolutely. See how I threw some branding in there? Oh, I love it. He is the hashtag ideal remaker. Right. Um, (laughs) Join the conversation. Another cover song that I really love a lot. I uh, was friends with the band Guar growing up, and they're the guys who dress up in the big monster costumes and uh, really hit their peak during the Beavis and Butthead era. They had an album called America Must Be Destroyed that I think it's this album. I'm not 100% sure, but there were songs on it that didn't get past the Canadian censors. (laughs) So they took those songs off and instead put the Canadian National Anthem played on a keyboard just with baby crying. Oh, <laughs> so it's man. Oh Canada, but it's like, wah, 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 wah. And uh, it's um, pretty funny. That That <laughs> so. is hilarious, and I love that. So after I play this very short interview with the two Jeffs from Rebel Spies, uh, it's very short because even though Jeff Uberti said, hey, do you want to talk in my car? Instead, I chose to stand out on the cold street of the suburbs of Detroit, and it was very windy. So I edited around all the wind noise as best as I could, uh, but it's still only going to be a really short conversation. But after that, we talked, uh, or Jeff Sanguis talked about how there are a lot of sort of like Star Wars Easter eggs or thinking about writing. He gets through his writing block by thinking about Star Wars because it's so important to him. So after that, I'm going to play the full version of a song from their album. Uh, the song is going to be called That Mask 
which um you know <laughs> it's pretty clear yeah there's a lot of masks in star wars i mean it's obviously so, uh, about kylo ren <laughs> yeah I, i'm pretty sure it predates kylo ren and i don't think jeff likes the force awakens but i'm not 100 percent positive if i had to put money on it i would put money on it but i don't know if i would bet like a pinky or anything <laughs> all right fair enough i look forward to hearing the song it's really fun I, I enjoy them a lot and i encourage everyone to go check them out the link to their album and jeff uberti's blog and jeff sanguis's podcast you'll find in the show notes yep so, uh, and as always their website is in every show description of every episode we've put out yeah i'm so happy that they do our theme song uh I, when you and i were talking about doing the podcast you said that you really wanted a song with a sting in it like a musical sting so uh i actually edited the intro and then the uh last like measure of the song for our intro so you would get your sting ah you're you're too good to me mike (laughs) yeah all right and we'll be back next week with a regular episode all right see you all then hanging out with the jeffs from rebel spies You never thought of us that way. You've never thought of that? Well, really? I mean, I knew there were two Jeffs. I've heard us referred to as <laughs> the, the Jeffs. Jeffs? I've, I've thought why, of why it. Why are we called Rebel Spies? The it Jeffs. is a Star Wars thing, right? <laughs> when we, Jeff Uberti, Uberti is nodding enthusiastically. <laughs> it's a Star Wars thing simply for no other reason than when we were trying to come up with a band name, I said, like you were talking about obsessing over things. I obsess over band names. It's one of those things that besides like... And I did not know this when we were putting so, And I'm like, together. please let me just give you a list of... <laughs> and I came up with a shit ton of uh, names that I thought would be kind of neat that had like nerdy references to them and they weren't all Star Wars related. It's the one that just resonated with everyone. Everyone's fine. I like hate snakes. <laughs> hate snakes? Indiana Jones. Hate snakes. Oh! Hate snakes. I like it. Yeah. So it wasn't like the hate snakes. It was hate snakes. Tony loves Star Wars. Yeah, he does. Tony is a humongous Star Wars fan. And the only reason why I know that is years ago I said I want to have a band that had nothing but nerds in the band. I want to name the band Rocket Firing Backpack and Tony was on board. <laughs> okay. So other Jeff, what's your yeah. thing? What's my thing? Yeah. He likes music. Oh, he likes yeah. music. music. No, music. It's my only thing. music? It's always been music. Okay. And this area is music. That's yeah. why I run the blogs I do, the YouTube channels and everything. I stumble on. across a lot of old Detroit bands on YouTube. Yes. And it's so cool. Yes. There's a lot of stuff out there I never knew existed. Right. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of people posting things, um, demos from bands and this and that, that you just, they, they were never out there. Yeah. Like, you know, the Skeletons demos and that stuff that somebody just has locked away in a closet and they decided to put it out digitally. It's wonderful. Well, I was going to ask if we had to remake a Star Wars movie, who would we cast? But half the Jeffs don't give a shit. Yeah, really. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, you know what I'm really bad at too. My wife's very into going. Oh, this person's in that movie. That person's this. She was in this. He was in that. Whatever. And I'm like, I don't even know who people are. Really? Yeah. You know, I'm real bad with that. His wife's the six degrees of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Ms. Wedge Champ, yeah. team ninety-seven. Yeah. Is she here? Can we just talk no, to her no, instead? No, no she'd be way more interesting than I. Yeah. But uh, since song covers are essentially remakes, see how I'm bringing uh, it back to the theme of the nice. podcast. What do you think the best cover song is? What do you mean? Are, are there any cover songs that are better than the original? You mean like I've heard a song that was... Co- I would honestly say, and, and yeah, I don't know if you'll back me up on this, me, or being the metal music historian that you are, mm-hmm. I don't know if you'll back me up on this or you'll fight me on this, but if the, I think the clearest answer I can give to that question is every song Metallica has ever covered is it's always pretty, better than the original. Pretty goddamn awesome. Yeah. yeah. With, the, uh, with the exception of when they started getting into like... Let's branch out from the metal roots we had and, and do like a, so you're, yeah, no, yeah. no, that's no, that's no good. But I'll agree. The 590 ADP, 
Yep. It's better than every original. Now the original. Uh, exists. Not, the no, I, not, not the Misfits. Not the Misfits. I'll tell you what. Those that shit's good though. I'm not saying no. It's not better, but but it's it is. It is it's very badass. good. And and how many people did they influence to come to punk rock? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. I mean, There's seriously, the Misfits that, any piece set that set the world afire. I'll tell you what. It's because of them that I found Killing Joke and my forever dying love of that band. Now it was. Be- I think I want to go to record. I can't remember which one it is. I want to go to record for me, and I uh, can't remember what it is. And I can't find it. I got a ticket. Listen to that fucking record. I, I threw it out. <laughs> <laughs> Afterwards, I like, record forced me to speak. Let's see. Covers better than the original. So for me, like I said, I think Metallica's Garage early metal covers so good. Yeah. annihilate the original. It, it really, yeah. I have to drive really to is. Indianapolis tomorrow. It's going to be four and a half hours. If I listen to original Metallica songs, I can probably get through three songs in four and a half hours. But if I listen to covers... <laughs> you can listen to Death Magnetic and make the drive feel like eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I don't know. Other ones to see. There's things I love just as much, but they're different. Like you hear uh, oh, Shades Apart do Tainted Love, and it's oh. fucking incredible. <laughs> it's it's great, but is it really better than the Mo- Motown original? I think it's Motown. I, I mean, don't, no, I don't, no, I don't think it, I don't think I think it Tainted is. Love was more of a new wave song. Soft Cell. Well, was no, more they new wave. they covered it too. Oh, so, well, oh Soft Cell. Yeah. That was a cover. A cover. Also. Oh, yeah. oh, I didn't see, know that. Music is sorry in here. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah, it was. It's an old old '60s song. Wow. Um, so is it better? Uh, probably not. But is it different and really awesome? Yeah. But sometimes that I, I think when a movie is remade, when they put their own spin on it, that's what can make it better than the original. I so. enjoyed the Dawn of the Dead remake. Um, yeah, it was a solid you know, remake. Not it, better than the original, but the, no. then again, it's the original. Some of it was to have remade the original Dawn of the Dead so that it didn't seem so low budget and dated. Dated, yeah. then I think that would be cool, but maybe sacrilegious, so to speak. I think the Dawn of the Dead remake is as good as the original, just in a different way. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I think I actually, I mean, if this is sacrilegious, I think it's more entertaining. There's yeah. just a little more to it, and it's you know, Dawn of the Dead was an original, original thing. Sometimes you build upon that to right. come up with something better. Yeah. Let's see, we can we, we can talk horror yeah. movies then. <laughs> we found our common ground. There we go. Right. The Evil Dead remake was pretty good. You know, I was fine with it. Yeah. I, at first, I thought, why would you even call it this? Why would you do that? Let's. But it was good. Yeah, yeah that was solid. Where I wasn't as into like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. It no. looked like a Nine Inch Nails video to me. Yeah. Um, but that's you know, it's all personal taste too. You know. As far as cover songs, we have one rule: don't cover a band that's still around. Yeah, and unfortunately, Seven Seconds just broke up, which now opens up us up to a slew of songs from right. our favorite band in the world that we're going to start covering. You know, the next practice, Man for Man's <laughs> cover of "Blinded by the Light." Ooh, I don't know if it's better than, but it is it, it, interesting in that it was such a successful song and it came off such a failure of a record. Yeah, with Bruce Springsteen. So right. Yeah. So I think um, that, that could go down in history as Cindy the greatest Girls Just Want to Have Fun as a cover. Is it really? Oh, yes, it is. Yes, it is by a nobody. Oh, really? By nobody. By a I fucking wanted... piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> and it was by a guy. So it's a cover. Fucking guy. So, fucking guy. <laughs> I think there's definitely a Detroit voice in comedy. Is there like a Detroit sound something? in music? Right now? <laughs> uh, whatever's, whatever's popular. <laughs> yeah, no shit. No. I, I, you know what? Dude, I don't know. I am like, everyone should hate my guts if you don't already. Most like, people do. I, I say shit that's, I feel as honest but wrong but true. Yeah. It's like, I feel like there's more people trying to be somebody else 
in Detroit than there are original voices. But when there are I original voices, the they catch up. But they shine. Yeah. But they shine. And I just I always felt that was unfortunate because there's some really talented people who are spending too much time trying to be the next something when that's already passed. That's always been, you know, a problem in Detroit. And I also don't like... Nah, I ain't gonna get to it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't... You know, I, I really don't know. And here's the problem. I, I As much as I love music, it's so hard for me to pay attention to new things. It's, yeah. And I try i want to it's but a lot of it sounds rehashed so i just go back to what i love right, How, you know? right now detroit is really it seems it's more more rock and roll dirty rock and roll than it's ever been it's just a real rock and roll kind of town makes me want to puke but it's 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 cool right like our band are we you can't find anybody to play with Not are you because, in your 40s as well oh 47 okay yeah so how do you discover new music now uh Possibly. Well, I'm still at the record store a couple days a week, okay. so that helps. Um, I try to pay attention to Bandcamp, just yeah. like looking up a genre or everything. Sometimes I go down a YouTube or Bandcamp wormhole, you know. Yeah, for a YouTube while. wormholes are uh, uh, how I'm finding yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, five in the morning. I get up at five thirty. You know? I, I dig. Uh, uh, you watch any of the, the, uh, the fans? The music video. Was it like a music videos about music or something? Here it's called something like that. Music video. Have you seen this? No. We'll we'll watch afterwards. There's one Todd in the Shadows that breaks down one hit wonders from like the '80s and stuff, but it goes like super in depth and it's like brilliant. Yeah, like trying to discover things I missed. Maybe it's so it's still new to me, but. I don't need it to be 2018 really, so I could have it be 1985 and go, oh, fuck, how did I miss that? I, you know, that I worked in radio in the 90s, and I was like angry metal guy then, and <laughs> was like, oh, all this shit sucks. But now that I'm in my 40s, I'm like, hey, you know what? Actually, there is a listen to something yeah. to it. Yeah. Right, right. There's a reason 5 yeah. million people bought this record. Right. Or whatever. I like music enough. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's go play a show. I'm seriously, I, I've always said that if you have, if there was. If there would have been uh, readily available, like you know, YouTube and and camera phones and all the things, the the way we can entertain through media would have been available to me in the '80s. Never would have gotten a band. I had yeah. absolutely no interest in music, but I had every interest in entertaining, and I just enjoyed it. And I got asked, "Hey, you want to? You're always fucking around. You want to be our singer?" And I was like, "Sure." Talk to and, and it's just, and then I grew. I grew to love music. I grew to love the music that I love. So when I do find something I do like, I like love it, and I'll, I'll listen to the same record for a year. But then, uh, for like every one thing I like is a hundred albums I don't like, and he's a polar opposite. I, his his love and knowledge of music impresses the, the show me, and I and I dig his passion for music. So my first love was music. I just don't have any ability at it at all. That's no, how I got into. <laughs> That's why he plays bass, and I and I, and I yell. okay. Here we go. I found bands I could yell in. Yeah, I couldn't like. I tried guitar and then I switched to bass because I was like, eh. I remember that. Yeah, you were yeah. doing something, weren't yeah. you? <laughs> I, I had a punk band for a little bit. What's it then called? Exploded Toad. Oh yeah. Oh Jesus yeah. Christ! Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Well, and then was... everyone would say, "Hey, the songs." Eh. But between the songs, you were kind of funny. So I just got rid of the bass in the songs. I just do the between there the songs you stuff. Your guys' album has so many good hooks and grooves. It's I love it so much. I'm. Well, thank you. I'm so glad that. We get, you know, 20 seconds of it as the intro to the podcast. I really, really enjoy it a lot. And it's not just because I've been friends with Jeff for more than half my life now. <laughs> well, good. Thank you. Yeah. I was excited to do this band. And it's the right, right people. Yeah. Right, right time, place, and people. Thank you, guys. You're welcome. Yeah, me too.